Hi everyone, I'm Chloe, and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we recap Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. And if you didn't already get it from our new intro, we are actually going to start recapping Raw, NXT, and Friday Night SmackDown, as well as our usual rundown. So our episodes will be a lot longer than they usually are, but it is what it is. All right, before we get into anything, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing. All right, let's recap Monday Night Raw. So this last episode of Monday Night Raw opened up with Drew McIntyre and MVP having a little bit of confrontation and then of course from Retribution Mason T-Bar came and once again attacked Drew McIntyre as they did the week before. So and they're obviously saying that MVP has no like relation with either one of them but mm, I don't know. Maybe we can see like Mason T-Bar joining um, the Hurt Business because they just lost Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. So maybe that'll be the start of something new. And as for like, I really want to see what they do with Slapjack and um, Reckoning, aka obviously Shane Shane Thorne and Mia Yim, and. I wonder if Reckoning's time off has to do with Keith Lee's time off, because obviously they're engaged, actually, so a big, big congrats to them. And so we'll just have to see where everything goes from there. And then, and then the Viking Raiders came back after a little while, and they defeated Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. So I'm very, very happy to see the Viking Raiders back, because they're so very talented. They're such talented guys. And Eric just had a baby with Sarah Logan. So a big congrats to them. A lot of congratulations, probably very late, but it's okay. And I'm just very happy to see what they do now that they're back here on Raw because they're so talented. And maybe I can see a Raw championship, Raw Tag Team Championship brain maybe between them again like maybe they can face off against Omos and AJ Styles for those titles in a little while and then we had Charlotte Flair who has recently turned heel had like a little war of words with Rhea Ripley and Asuka which was a very intense war of words war of words oh it's very hard to say well let's just say that and my only question is, who taught Asuka the dirty words? I just, that was when she, like, just cursed at Charlotte. I was like, whoa, whoa, who taught Asuka them dirty words? But <laughs> anyways, moving on. Riddle defeated Randy Orton. A very, very big win for him. Probably the biggest win of Riddle's career. Because we have Randy Orton, who's been here for, like, 20 years. And Riddle's only been here for, like two or three, which is insane. So I think Riddle should definitely be very, very proud of himself. 
And then we had Naomi and Lana defeating Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with the help, of course, from Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose coming out to embarrass Nia and having Nia just walk out and just leaving everything, <laughs> leaving the whole match, leaving Shayna on her own to get attacked and beaten by Naomi and Lana. But I think the main focus that they want right now is Natalia and Tamina with the tag team titles. Because, like, we're going to talk about a little later in this episode. They've just been on a roll. And I could not be happier for either, for both of them. <laughs> Sorry. And then we had the Miz and Mrs. celebration on Miz TV that was interrupted by Damian Priest. And then Maurice ended up setting up a match for Damian Priest and the Miz after the match they had, which had Miz cheating with the help of Maurice. So I'm very interested to see if Maurice is gonna come up more in these types of story in this storyline, prospectively, because Bad Bunny, he's back in the world of music. And he did have a really good actually pretty impressive showing at Wrestlemania but anyways moving on we had a bit of an upset with Elias defeating Kofi Kingston so I'm wondering if they're gonna have a New Day feud start up with Elias and Jackson Riker because that would be very interesting and like I said maybe that will give the Viking Raiders more of a raw tag team championship feud with AJ and Omos and then we had Alexis Playground, where she talked about how Lily helped her with a mean little girl who wouldn't share her ice cream. And just a warning to all the little girls on the Raw roster. So I'm very, very interested to see where this whole Lily storyline goes, because they made it look like, obviously, they took some of Alexa's little baby childhood pictures and put Lily in there to make it look like, basically, they've been besties forever. But, I don't know, I'm very interested to see where the storyline goes. And then we had a handicap match with Drew McIntyre versus Mason T-Bar, and Drew technically won via disqualification, and then Braun Strowman came out, and then they had a tag team match, Braun and Drew versus Mason T-Bar, and then during their match, they ended up unmasking Mason T-Bar to reveal Dom Dominic Djokovic and Dio Madden. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't know, <laughs> but... Technically, Mason T-Bar did win via disqualification, but I think we all know who took the beating the most. You know you know what I mean, you know. <laughs> and then we had Damian Priest versus The Miz, which ended in Damian Priest actually winning. Maurice, again, tried to help Miz cheat, but this time they did not get away with it, and Damian got a well-deserved victory. And then there was an open challenge that Sheamus had for his newly won... United States Championship, and Umberto, Umberto Carrillo came out, and, like, I was actually very happy about that, because Umberto Carrillo is actually someone that I would like to see get more of a push, because he is, like, a very talented guy, a very talented wrestler, and I think he deserves more TV time, but unfortunately, they didn't actually have their match, but just, Sheamus just brutally attacked him, and then we had... Asuka beating Charlotte Flair, but then, of course, Rhea, like, distracting Charlotte so that Asuka is able to 
get the win. And then we saw Charlotte beat up the refs. So that was definitely a very eventful Monday Night Raw, to say the least. And I'm just very interested to see where all these storylines go. Especially with Charlotte taking on the more heel Charlotte. Because obviously we've seen Charlotte as a heel many times. But I don't know. This might be a little more different than the heel Charlottes that we've seen. But we'll just have to see where it goes from there. Now let's recap NXT. So on this past episode of NXT, we saw a lot happen, let's just say. Um, We started off this episode as Kyle O'Reilly coming out and he's just looking like happier than ever. Like he's like doing better than anybody else who is in the Undisputed Era. Like in the storyline, Roderick Strong is quit and we don't know what Adam Cole's up to and Bobby Fish hasn't been here in any of this, so we don't know how he's feeling, but Kyle's just getting it, like, getting his groove on, coming out, and then Cameron Grimes comes out and offers him, like, a business deal, and then basically Kyle O'Reilly tricks him. He's like, oh, wait, yeah, my first opponent's you. Just drops him right there in the middle of the ring, and then we had, after that, we had LA Knight versus Dexter Loomis, and then, whew, towards the end of the match, we saw Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis coming out. And the, excuse me, LA Knight, of course, dropped him there and winning the match. But then Indy Hartwell coming up, and they looked like they were about to kiss, which I was happy about. But then, of course, the rest of the way coming out and stopping her, which I was just like, boo, not cool, not cool, not cool. Like, do you guys ship it? Like, I don't know if you guys know, but Indy Hartwell, her Twitter name is Mrs. Indy Wrestling Loomis. And I'm just like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you are. And then we had Breezango dressing up in those British outfits. I don't know what they're called with those furry hats trying to mock the grizzled young veterans, but then, unfortunately, the grizzled young veterans defeating Breezango, and so they definitely have their eyes on MSK. I mean, they've technically lost to them twice, so I'm sure they definitely have their eyes on MSK. And then we saw... This isn't an exact order, but we saw... Io Shirai having a little interview with Beth Phoenix about her great, fantastic reign as the NXT Women's Champion. And then, of course, Frankie Monet coming in, offering to replace Io while she's resting as the, like, greatest women's wrestler in the thing, in the whole division. And then, of course... Eo telling her that she likes cats. I mean, Eo, that was that was low, Eo. I'm not gonna lie, Eo, that was low. Dogs are the best. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a dog person, in case you can't tell. But then we had the debut of Saray, which I was very excited to see. Saray is very talented. She's tiny but mighty, that's for sure. 
And I'm very excited to see what all she does. She put on a great match against Zoe Stark. They both did great. And I'm just very excited to see what she does in this women's division. Maybe she can go at Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. That would be really great. And, of course, we've seen Mercedes Martinez really wants a title shot. Basically telling Mercedes telling um, Raquel that she's in the shadow of Dakota Kai, which is a very, very bold move. But anyways, we had the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Kushida, had an open challenge, and Oni Lorcan accepted it because he's, I think they're giving him more of a singles push right now because Danny Burch is injured, and that's why they had to relinquish their tag team championships, which I'm interested to see where they push him, but... Kushida retained, and then we had Indy Hartwell trying to get an interview time, but then the way, of course, stopping her. Can they stop that, please? Stop, stop, stopping Indy, okay, people? Jeez, just let her love Dexter. Let them be together forever. Like we saw the prior week, the previous week, we saw Indy pretending to be hurt and having Dexter carry her off, which was hilarious, but then... Of course, Bronson Reed, he wants a, another North American championship opportunity. And so we've discovered that this upcoming episode of NXT, if he can beat Austin Theory, wait, I think it's this upcoming episode, but if he can beat Austin Theory, then he'll get a title opportunity, which I'm very interested to see. And then we had Imperium defeating Everrise. So, I don't know, maybe they're trying to also climb back up to the top of the tag team division because they had um, an interesting run as NXT Tag Team Champions, which would be a little interesting to see again. And then we had Indy getting distracted, of course, and then Candice being attacked by Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, which I was just like, yeah, get her! And then just... Candace just being so just got gum in her hair and just so exhausted, just not feeling it. And then we had Leon Ruff making a promo to Isaiah Swerve Scott, which their feud, which is obviously still going on. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made that promo. And then to conclude, we had Kyle O'Reilly and Cameron Grimes having their match, which I thought was a pretty good match. And which ended with Kyle O'Reilly defeating Cameron Grimes. So it was overall, for me at least, a pretty good night on NXT. And I'm just very excited to see what follows. All right, now let's talk about Friday Night SmackDown. So on this past episode of Friday Night SmackDown, it was, of course, pretty eventful. We have the show opening up as usual with Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jey Uso. And then we had Cesaro tag teaming with Daniel Bryan against Jey Uso and Seth Rollins, which it looks like they're starting a feud for the Universal Championship with Cesaro and Roman Reigns. But of course, Seth Rollins is still not happy with Cesaro. And so, and throughout this whole episode, like, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro were looking like allies and they put on a great 
They beat Jey Uso and Seth Rollins in a tag team match. Seth Rollins, of course, in the Seth Rollins nature, walking away from the match, leaving Jay on his own. And it was overall just a pretty good match. And I'm very excited for this new Cesaro push. And I absolutely love that he's getting this push because he's so talented, such a talented wrestler. And I think he definitely deserves this great push. And then we had Tamina defeating Nia Jax, family affair. But I like, I absolutely love the push that they're giving Tamina right now because she definitely deserves it. She's a vet, she's a veteran. And I think she's like, her and Tim, her and Natalia are like on top of the division right now. They're so good. And I definitely think that they'll hopefully at Backlash get another opportunity for those women's tag team titles. And then we had Apollo Crews versus Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship. We had a little confrontation between Big E and Kevin Owens backstage. But at the end of the match, with a little also help from Sami Zayn, Apollo did retain his championship. And, of course, Sami Zayn's wrestling uh, that was a mess, let's just say. Oh my goodness. But anyways, we had a little backstage segment with the Street Profits and the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, with Bailey, of course, my favorite, interrupting them as she does best. She's such an amazing bad guy. I love it so much. I'm like one of those people that embraces the heels. It's just great. But anyways, she is going to have a match at WrestleMania Backlash against Bianca Belair for that SmackDown Women's Championship. And she's just talking trash about Bianca and everything. And then Montez, Bianca's husband's nearby. He's got Bianca on the phone and tattles on Bailey. And then Bianca's like, okay, I'll be right there. And so she goes over there and she like talks to Bailey and Bailey's just actually being respectful. She's just like, I just want to say it's an honor to wrestle you at Backlash and you made history at WrestleMania and you proved that you are the EST. And then Bailey walks away and then Bianca's like, that's not what I expected because that isn't what she said before. Then Bailey walks over just like, oh, and one more thing. And then she just starts laughing hysterically because if you guys watch Raw Talk, it's because Bianca actually bought it. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I'm very excited for that match, let's just say. And I love that Bailey's finally getting some more TV time because she did have a little bit of a break. But I think she's definitely ready to come back. And then we had the Mysterios defeating the Alpha Academy, which I'd absolutely love to see the Mysterios get it, an opportunity at the t SmackDown Tag Team titles. Like, father and son tag team champs. Like, that's a first. I don't think they've ever done that here in WWE. They have not. And that would just be such an amazing way to make history. And then we had Roman Reigns laying down a high-stakes challenge against Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship, which we're going to talk about a little more later. But... There's going to be, on this upcoming episode of SmackDown, there's going to be a championship match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And if Roman loses, he has to leave Friday Night SmackDown. So that will be interesting. And then 
another thing, we had Big E attacking Apollo Crews backstage, which I think just shows, like, it's pretty clear. Big E wants that championship back. And then we had Aleister Black, who has been off of TV for quite some time now, deliver a story about him and his childhood. Very dark, very twisted, but it's Aleister Black. So I'm very excited to see Aleister Black back on SmackDown because, I'm not going to lie, I have missed him. And I was wondering, because his wife, obviously Zelina Vega, got released a little while ago. So I was wondering if that affected him, but I guess just didn't really have anything to do with him. But anyways, I'm just very excited to see where his new storyline goes and hopefully it goes well. So that's what I'm going to talk about for the three shows. I'm very excited to see what happens on the next episode of the sh- of all these shows. And now let's get back to our normal routine and let's talk about some new about some news. WWE just fired Mark Carano. So last time we talked about the big release wave, which we're actually going to get into one superstar who was released in the rumors a little bit later. But so they get when superstars are released, they most of the time get like a little care package is what they're called and mickey james was one of the stars who was recently released and she got hers in a trash bag which is with everything in it and she's actually this is not the first time that this has ever happened but mickey james she spoke out about it and good for her and stephanie mcmahon told her that the person who sent her the care package is no longer with the company and that person just so happens to be Mark Carano. Now, if you watch Total Divas like I do, you're definitely familiar with Mark Carano. And he has actually been seen on TV briefly within this past year. Like, he was helping Sasha Banks get into an ambulance after she was brutally attacked by Bailey. And then, you know, we've seen everything on Total Divas. Like, if you get called by Corona was usually not a good thing, but anyways, he has recently been fired, and he is also, his ex-girlfriend has made a series of allegations, and these allegations range from him stealing WWE title belts and hiding him un- hiding them under his bed, attempting to kill his ex-girlfriend's cat, yelling at her for not answering the phone at a funeral and badmouthing his WWE colleagues. And he's also had some other certain type of assault allegations. Like I'm not going to get into it because this is a family friendly podcast, but I'm just going to leave it at Mark Carano has been released and has had a bunch of allegations fired against him, of course, but we'll just have to see where this goes from here maybe they'll get like a new head of talent or whatever you want to call it i'm not good with the professional titles but yeah all right now let's talk about a rumor is kevin dunn responsible for billy Kay's release so as we've obviously talked about there has been a big release wave, their spring cleaning release wave, 
which included Mickey James, Samoa Joe, and both of the Iconics. But the one we're going to focus on right now is the reason why Billy Kay was mainly released. Now, this was obviously... Most of these were pretty upsetting releases, and I was very, very upset about a lot of these, especially Billy and Peyton, too. And so that, like, obviously, it has been reported that Billy Kay was loved backstage, and her release hasn't gone down too well in the locker room and with Peyton, too. And a report has recently said that the primary reason for Billy's release was because WWE producer Kevin Dunn didn't really like her and didn't really see anything special in her. He said that he didn't necessarily get her and saw a ceiling for her WWE success. And, like, I don't get that statement at all. Like, like how last week I was going on those rampages, I might as well go on one again. Because, let me tell you... Billy and Peyton are both, they have it all. Like, what can they not do? They've got great wrestling skills. They've got great comedy skills. They have it all. They're your perfect package. And, like, saying you did not get her, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, Billy could have done great things in WWE. Like, and she was already doing great things in WWE. She had, like, such a great, fun storyline walking around people showing her their her headshot and her resume on the back and just she could have done so many more great things but and Peyton too like Peyton dropped that very very powerful promo on Raw Talk and I was hoping that they would give her her promised singles push after Lacey's gone on maternity leave but no they freaking released them so yeah I'm not happy about that but oh well like hopefully they'll go to a, another promotion and I don't know maybe they can reunite as a duo I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in AEW considering Peyton's husband's there but we'll just have to wait and see what happens when their 90 days are up all right now let's talk about a wrestler, the new NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. So at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, we saw a new NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. Now I am very interested to see what her reign as NXT Women's Championship will do. She's already gotten a few challengers proposed, which include Mercedes Martinez and Frankie Monet, and she's also, I don't know, maybe there'll be a storyline, maybe she'll turn face, or Dakota will turn face, and they'll have a feud over the NXT Women's Championship, which I think would be very interesting. Obviously, Raquel has been accused of being in Dakota's shadow, and yeah, they were actually the very first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, which was only not even like about two hours, which were taken away by Shotzi Blackheart and Amber Moon, which I love seeing as champs. But anyways, I'm just very interested to see what Raquel does as the NXT Women's Champion she is a generation wrestler. She's a second generation wrestler 
because her father was a wrestler and I'm just very excited to see what her reign does. Hopefully this will elevate the women's division and maybe she'll just get off of just being in Dakota's shadow. Maybe they'll give Dakota something else to do. Maybe they can go for the NXT Women's Championships again because right now it looks like they're focusing on the way like Candice and uh, Indy looking forward to getting those tag team titles back. Well, not back. They've never had them, but getting them to them again, getting them to them like for a rematch because they've had an opportunity, but they failed. But anyways, I'm just... I'm overall just very interested to see what all Raquel can do as NXT Women's Championship. Because she can do a lot. We'll just have to see what's in store. Alright, now let's talk about an upcoming match. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the NXT for the Universal Championship on Friday Night SmackDown. I almost said NXT Championship. My mind is just set on NXT right now, I guess. But on Friday Night SmackDown, we saw, like we talked about earlier, that the, obviously the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, proposed a challenge to Daniel Bryan, who's kind of like allying right now with Cesaro for the Universal Championship on Friday. And if he loses, then he has to basically leave Friday Night SmackDown, which is a crazy, crazy, like, prediction. I mean, like, storyline, basically. But Daniel Bryan did accept, and so this match is going to happen. It happened at Fastlane, and he did actually make Roman tap out, but the ref and Edge did not see it. Edge basically cost them both the match and cost, well, Daniel Bryan more of the match. And Roman did retain, and they had their triple threat at WrestleMania, which Roman ended up winning. And so Daniel Bryan just right now just wants nothing more than to be the Universal Champion. This match is going to be very interesting. The tension is going to be very high, definitely, because this could result in Daniel Bryan not being on SmackDown anymore, like, storyline-wise, of course. But I'm just very interested. Like, I'm always very interested to see these kinds of matches because you never know what's going to happen. Like, obviously, Sonya lost the Loser Leaves WWE match, and now she's back as, like, an assistant to the GM, which is... I think she's doing all right at it. I'd actually like to see her get back in the ring, but we'll just have to see what happens, and we'll just have to see what happens in this match. Now, let's talk about our predictions for this match. So for our predictions for Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship on Friday Night SmackDown, I, of course, think it's going to be very interesting and great, of course, because Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are like the two, probably two of the best wrestlers from the past decade, maybe that we've had in WWE because they have been here for a while. They've been through a lot. Let's just say that. 
Daniel Bryan getting a career-ending injury and having to retire and then coming back and just being, like, better than ever, which is so inspiring, I think, definitely. And then Roman from being in the Shield to being the Tribal Chief, probably being on one of the best storylines in WWE right now. And so I think, personally, that Roman will come out on top because we've obviously seen at the beginning of this year, Daniel Bryan really wanted to win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania because he was like, I don't know how many WrestleManias I have left. And so his contract may be running out and there might be something like with an injury maybe. But, and I also think that they want to put Cesaro more in the Universal Championship match. Maybe we can see that match at Backlash, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. But overall, I think it's going to be a great match. And my prediction is Roman Reigns. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Maybe we'll see a feud between Daniel Bryan and Cesaro if Daniel wins. But for now, I'm going to say my prediction is Roman Reigns retaining. Alright, that'll do it for this episode of What's Up WWE Universe. Again, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday. Alright, I'm Chloe and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!